and welcome to my podcast, Writing Stuff. This is Julie Kelleher, and this is the podcast where we talk about the act of writing, but we also talk about stuff about writing. And if that's too subtle for you, that's because it's too subtle for me. Anyway, um, my guest today is another writing pal of mine, uh, Matt Brennan. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. So, um, Matt, uh, let's uh, give our listeners just a little background about what you do and et cetera. Uh, well, you know, first of all, I uh, professionally, I'm a teacher. I teach uh, middle school kids science in uh, Peabody, Massachusetts. Um, I teach sixth grade science, to be specifically, or to be specific. Um, but what I like to tell people is that's what I do to make money. What I really do is I write. That's that's what I do for a living. Because if I wasn't writing, I, I don't think that I'd be living. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get a lot out of my writing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I tell people that my full-time permanent position is an odd job. Yeah. <laughs> I like telling them that. And you have a book launch coming up in this month on October 25th, and tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, uh, I have a book. It's called uh, The Darkness. And by the way, it is a Wicked Pissa cover. It is a very cool cover. I designed it myself. I'm very proud of it. It came out better than I expected. Mm. Um, but uh, it's called The Darkness. It's a young adult novel. Um, it's a dystopian novel, which is either really in vogue or, you know, blasé right now, depending on what the mood of the American teenage reader is right now. I just really love dystopians, and I, I sat down one day and decided, you know, I want to try to write a dystopian novel. And uh, so I did, and I wrote The Darkness. It, it came to me when I read an article about the origin of the AIDS virus. The... Uh, AIDS virus, believe it or not, was um, they believe um, that a single chimpanzee killed and ate two monkeys of different species hmm. that both had their version, their species version of HIV. It was called an SIV, simian immunodeficiency okay. yeah, virus. Yeah. And Neither of those viruses affected the chimpanzee because it was a different species, but they were retroviruses. They inject inside the cells of a host organism, and they use the own the, the host organism's um, DNA to replicate. So one version of this uh, of these two SIVs merged together with a little bit of DNA from the chimpanzee, and the resulting virus fooled the chimpanzee's immune system into thinking it was actually a part of the chimpanzee. Then that disease spread through the chimpanzee population, much like HIV spread through ours, which is through uh, the exchange of bodily fluids. I thought this was fascinating, that diseases could merge and meld together. So I created a super virus that was generated by several rather innocuous uh, diseases, that wiped out the human population and, and, to the, and made it to the point that any of the survivors had to be separate from each other because contact with another human being could lead to the melding, which created this virus in the first place. And I called uh, the disease the darkness because 
the survivors of this plague lived in hermetically sealed little bunkers under the ground. And uh, inevitably, this virus would get at all of them. Because, you know, you make a mistake, you get exposed, yeah. you die. Yeah. yeah. So they used to call the silence that came at the end of the line because they used to communicate to each other through uh, the old satellite systems. Um, they called it the darkness, the silence that came at the end of the line. So that was the idea for the name of the disease in the book. And, uh, I mean, that's not necessarily what the book is about, but that was how it came to be. And the launch is, uh, I read a bunch of different websites about what you're supposed to do when you write a book, um, because uh, I've never done this before. And they all said that you have to have a book launch. And they gave you several options of where you could have your book launch, and all of them were sounding expensive to me. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I contacted the Malden Public Library, which is where our, uh, where I met you, Julie, yeah. through the Malden yeah. uh, Writing Collaborative. Um, I contacted the library and asked them if I could use their space to have my book launch, and it took a little negotiating, but they agreed and. So on October 25th, which is an off week, our group doesn't meet that yeah. week, um, at the Malden Public Library, we will be having the book launch of The Darkness. And I will have several signed copies. I have about 20 that I can sell to anybody who'd like to purchase it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will also, if anybody shows up with a signed copy that they've already purchased, because several copies of the book have already been purchased, I will sign those as well. Um, and basically, I'll be I'll be introduced by uh, Christopher Hickey, who's a local yep. writer and poet, uh, and the leader of our group now. Yep. And um, he's graciously agreed to uh, introduce me, and I'll have a few choice funny words, I hope, and be rather entertaining. And uh, I want everybody to be perfectly clear: I will not be reading from the book. Uh, I find uh, those type of readings. Um, at book launches to be um, kind of narrowing that when somebody then reads my work they hear my voice oh I see yeah yeah and I don't think that's necessary that they hear my voice because they want to invent their own voice in their own head so um, I will not be doing that but um, I will hopefully have some entertaining things to share with people I've already begun work on that uh, little talk, and uh, I'll basically be talking about how I became a writer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I could do here, but it would take way too long. Okay. Actually, what I want to talk to you about is the actual publishing process, because you had one or two fits and starts, and I just wanted to, you know, take us, take our, right. our listeners through that. Well, um, I think that this is um, a pretty doggone good book that people would like to read. Well, you know, I've read some of it and I I, I thought it was a fantastic book, the parts I read. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I think it's pretty doggone good and I couldn't, unfortunately, because I'm not a known author, I couldn't get past what they refer to as the slush pile. Mm-hmm. And uh, in local uh, literary agents and in publishing houses themselves, they have a pile where they put all the unsolicited that means that they didn't ask you to send them a submission, right, unsolicited right. manuscripts. Yeah. And uh, I read an article 
and it was by a very well-known, who I respected, literary agent. And he said, quote-unquote, that every once in a great while, every couple of years, we find somebody in the slush pile. But that's only because we didn't have anything else to work on and we needed to have something to do, so we went to the slush pile to try to find manuscripts to read. Oh, I see, he said, yeah. He said, but we are very, very good at finding authors and getting the manuscripts we want to read, so it's not often that we go to the slush pile. Right. And every year, usually in July, they said, um, that slush pile would get thrown away. Ah, so, uh, you know, I would send out my work to uh, hundreds of places, hoping that, you know, somebody would take the moment to read it. Uh, and some did. Some did. I did hear from some. And they liked it, but it was not the type of work that they uh, typically publish. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, I didn't realize that you could actually do some research and find, you know, literary agents and publishers, uh, or publishers rather, that um, um, actually are searching for dystopian yeah, yeah. young adult novels. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I read that and I realized that, geez, you know, 150 or 200 of my submissions just ended up in a pile somewhere. Yeah. And most likely were just cast away without actually having been read. It was a little frustrating for me. Oh, at least, yeah. Um, and it was around that time that I read an article about the origin of the book the Martian. Have you ever read The yeah, Martian? I haven't read it, but I've heard of it, yeah. It's a very good book. Yeah. And um, it was kind of interesting because it had a very unique beginning. Its beginning was the author wanted to plan a mission to Mars. Plain and simple. Yeah. He was planning a mission to Mars. He did not work for NASA, nor was he an astrophysicist, nor was he a rocket scientist. But he just thought, you know, you didn't have to be that type of a person to plan a mission to Mars. So he planned a mission to Mars. And it was quickly, it quickly became apparent to him that um, it was easier to plan and write the mission if he wrote it as a novel. Oh. So he changed it from just a plan to a novel. And Mm -hmm. then, not knowing what to do with it when he finished it, he just put it on a website. Just put it out there for anyone to read. Yeah, yeah. And... Some of his friends read it and commented on it, and some people read it. And then eventually, by accident, a NASA astronaut read it and then quickly just wrote him scathing reviews saying, well, you got this science wrong, and you got that science wrong, and you got this science wrong. (laughs) And he passed it on to his friends who read it, and they also added things. So it took him about two or three years of this process of communicating with these NASA scientists to fix his science. Oh, okay. And then when he fixed the science, he put it out there again. And it got so much, so many people read it, and it got so much play and airtime that he decided, what the heck, I'll self-publish it, thinking nothing will ever happen of it. And he did. He self-published it. And he sold enough novels that uh, one of the big publishing houses purchased the book. And now Matt Damon is starring in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen to me, but at least it opened my eyes up to uh, the possibility of what self-publishing these days can mean. The houses, the big houses, are dwindling to nothing. 
Yeah. And the reason why they're dwindling to nothing is because self-publishing is becoming economically viable. Now, it was very inexpensive to uh, self-publish this book. It cost me um, two hundred dollars. And where did you so publish it on? I published through. it through um, a website called Tableau.io. T-A-B-L-O.io, and um, they have it's called Tableau Publishing. And it was started by a writer like us who just wanted to get published. And he wanted a way for writers to share their work and get out there. And it started as a website um, to share information. I had a couple of my stories up there. And I had this up there, The Darkness. And I had it up there for a NaNoWriMo contest because I actually finished this for a NaNoWriMo contest in 2015. NaNoWriMo, for those who don't understand, is the National Novel Writing Month, which is November. And um, what they did is they said anybody who writes a novel is eligible to win this contest. And the most people who read or, or access your story, um, you'll be one of the winners. So I was one of the three finalists, the three winners of the 2015 NaNoWriMo contest on Tableau.io. And I earned a professional edit. Um, and I was supposed to have a choice of publishers that I could submit to, and that never actually happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. As with many of these contests, you know, they yeah. you know they talk a big game, but it, it didn't actually happen. But I did get my edit. And so this was a professionally edited story. And it wasn't just uh, copy editing. She did story analysis. Oh, and yeah. the whole nine yards. The whole developmental. Yeah, the whole I develop think they call it developmental. Yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was, And it really helped me alter the, the, the structure of my story. And, um, I mean, this story, as good as it is right now, it would not be nearly as clean and succinct without her help. So I have this great story, which I think is great. And I can't get it past readers. I can't even get it read in literary agencies or publishing houses. So all of a sudden I get an email from Tableau where I won the novel writing contest saying, well, if you publish your book within us or with us in the month of May, it's $200. Normally it'll be $300, but we're giving a special this month because we're just launching it. And because I had it professionally edited, it yeah. didn't take very long for me to get that onto the website, and I published it on the 31st, I think, of May. So I yeah. just got yeah. in under the wire uh, and got it in. And then um, I remember when I ordered the first book, and I had the first book in my hands, and I, I believe Julie's already told you that the cover is outstanding, uh, and just the feel of the paper is high quality, it, and the cover is high quality, and I know that it's a good story, so I just, I, you know, I guess I'm not embarrassed about this, and I decided that I really needed to push this. Yeah, yeah. I think originally I was just thinking I would get a couple of copies and give it to friends, mm -hmm. but when I saw the finished product, yeah, yeah, I just, I felt like I needed to get it out there. So I started looking and researching, and they said you have to have a book launch, and so. That's what I'm going to do on the 25th of October at 7 p.m. at the Malden Public Library. 
anyone who wants to come, there'll be some light beverages. I'll have some uh, some food. There'll be a nice little talk. Plenty of opportunity to talk to me about the story or about my publishing experience. Um, I did publish one short story before this. Um, and I can give you some ideas on how to actually accelerate that process for yourself as well. And in my experience, the uh, the best way is to, especially at first, is it's not, um, it's about volume, really. Oh, you have to, okay. You have to submit to, because you have these slush piles that you have yeah. to deal with. Yeah. So, so it's all about volume. It's, it's, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. And when I got my short story, which... I was proud of. I thought it was a clever story. It was a short story about um, a retelling of the Cinderella story from the perspective of uh, another guest at uh, the ball. Um, did you did you submit that? That sounds familiar. You, you read that yes, story. Yeah. I, yeah, I read that. I wrote uh, and submitted that, um, or I read it out loud yeah. to the group at Writers Group. It was one of the uh, writing prompts oh, that, that's that right. Eva gave that's us. That's right, yeah. And uh, I just thought it was a clever story. I thought... It was a clever premise. I thought I handled it well. Um, and I thought it, it, it stood up pretty well. So I decided to submit it. And uh, I realized quickly that with today's technology, you can submit to, I mean, in the first week and a half, I submitted to over 300 different magazines and literary magazines and online magazines. And I mean, Julie will tell you, she's like myself on a salty dog when it comes to writing. That would have taken years to send to yeah. that many different literary magazines, you know, 15 years ago. Now, do you do, did you do that through, is there a website? Kind, I know in film, when you do a film and you want to submit it, it's, um, it's called Without a Box, where you can just submit basically the um, video file. Is there something similar? Well, what I used is I found this thing, it was called... Um, Jeez, I'm not sure. I think it's called Submittable. No, it's not Submittable. That's something that the publishers use. Uh, it was called the Submission Grinder. That's cool. Oh. And it was a free nonprofit service. So you think of it like Craigslist. And what they do is they add into this big, huge database all these different places where you can send in yeah. and submit your work. And they give you a method of tracking when who you sent it to, when you sent it to them, what you sent to them, whether you got an automated response, whether you got a personal response, whether it was accepted, whether it was rejected. Um, and so I found this, and I decided to use it to the utmost, and I submitted to over 250 different literary yeah. magazines yeah. and online journals mm -hmm. and literary journals, and it finally got published. So... Uh, and it was called The Glass Slipper Entanglement. That's what I call it. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it was a funny little novel, or a funny little short story, rather. So um, it is easier to get published now than ever before and harder at the same time because yeah. it's easier. Because it's easier, yeah. You know, publishing houses are just inundated. Oh, with, yeah. With, you know, it used to be before they'd get hundreds. Now yeah. they get thousands yeah, yeah thousands of submissions if not hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of submissions and there's no possible way that they can read through them all no of course not no, no. Yeah. so um it just makes sense now to if you if you feel like you've given a novel a shot the, the legitimate way yeah I, I took about a year and a half yeah to two yeah. years 
to try to wait to see if somebody was going to pick this up or if I can get an agent. And after enough time had gone by, I just decided, I think it's a good book. I think people would like reading it. Yeah. So I'm going to try to do it on my own. Okay, great, great. And again, um, that's October 25th this month, Malden Public Library, 7 yep. o'clock. The book is called The Darkness. The you, dark. can, you can purchase a copy yes. in advance for yourself. Uh, it's on all the major websites. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Amazon. Just put in The Darkness, Matt Brennan. And uh, you should eventually be able to find it. There's an ebook, which I won't be able to sign, <laughs> and a printed version. The printed version is significantly more expensive simply because there's a lot of people in the middle that have to get paid before yes. the book actually gets in your hands. Yeah. So I think it's a great book. I think everybody would enjoy reading it. If you've never read a young adult dystopian yeah, novel yeah. before. Which I haven't. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. They're just yeah. a great, fun little novel. Yeah. And um, they're interesting. And one of the reasons why what drew me to dystopian novels in the first place was the fact that my everyday problems of bills and mortgage and uh, electricity and my credit cards and work and all of those things that I have to deal with, all those stresses, they don't exist in a dystopian novel. In a yeah, dystopian novel, yeah. they have problems that are more life-threatening. Right, yeah. And it's such a relief to read and get lost in that world yes. because you don't have to worry about these things that we worry about every day, and, and, and you get to worry about things that are really important. Yes, yeah. You know, so uh, that's what drew me to dystopian novels in the first place, like 1984, mm -hmm. um, and it's what keeps me reading them now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's gr fantastic. Okay, well, Matt, you know, thanks for stopping by. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been great. Again, one more time, uh, Malden Library, October 25th, 7 o'clock. Uh, the novel is called The Darkness, and the author is Matt Brennan. Again, thank you. Yeah, and you can, like I said, you can get advanced copies or purchase some if I have some left at the opening or at the book launch. Okay, great. Well, that wraps up this prod podcast. And uh, I want to thank you all for listening. This has been Writing Stuff. My name is Julie Kelleher, reminding you that revenge is a dish best served in 12 point courier, double spaced. Thank you for listening. 